Hey everybody, this is Dating and Marriage Perspectives with Amber and Karina. Damn good to the last word. Welcome to our show. Today we are talking about the 90 day rule, which we talked about already in our last show with just Amber and I, but today we have the male perspectives. So we have uh, my brother who's joining us today and who I have to say, anytime I have a question about a Dating, men, relationship, whatever. He's he's my first phone call. And then Amber's my second. Sometimes she's my first and sometimes he's my second. Either way. It's more for confirmation either way, right? I mean, either right. way, it just lands about the same way because they keep it real. There's, there's it's, it's full transparency and they just tell me like it is. So that's why sometimes it's hard to give them a call. But if I really want to know what's going on, then I give them a call. Anyway, Emil, welcome. It's Thank good you, to ladies. See you. Thanks good for to see you too, sweetheart. You're welcome. You're welcome. So let me piggyback off what you just said. There was a book written a few years ago um, by a, a very wealthy hedge fund manager. His name was Ray Dalio. He's probably, you know Ray Dalio, right, Amber? Yes, he's amazing. So amazing. And he is a, a pioneer of a, uh, I guess, a business objective format called radical transparency and that's how he runs his fund um it's a whole other you know um conversation but it's about laying bare the bare necessity the truth about a, a particular situation in front of all to actually gain reciprocity right the most honest and possible reciprocity no matter how it makes you feel to make you better so it's constructive um, decision-making, right? It's not critiquing, right? It's constructive decision-making to better enhance the quality of your, your views or your perspectives on life or your business acumen, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of folks hide behind fluff, wordplay, et cetera. But when you tear it down and rip it open and go behind the curtain, you see the truth, which is what that, that style of, you know, business subjectivity is. So I've always been a real full believer after some really bad experiences in my later 20s with women that if you don't bear the truth, right? Or give women the absolute open uh, book to say what they want to say and get what, you, what they want, then they're always going to blame you for not being honest. I hate being told you weren't honest with me when I first met you. So I give them the choices. Do you want this, that, or the third? <laughs> Whatever choice you pick is on you. I'll give you a day to think about it. Uh, you can call me back. A day? You want. A day? I'm just saying. Yeah, because sometimes oh. it's a lot to think about. Okay. <laughs> and if I, give a day. About, if I give something to think about, and, and as, and as, um, gut-wrenching as it is to have to admit that I like this choice that you gave me because it fits my life for now, I'm gonna respect that. Why? Because you're not bringing your representative to the, to the, to the forefront. Mm -hmm. I hate the representative. Mm -hmm. it's, like a, it's, like a football, it's like an agent for a football player, mm -hmm. right? The football player does all of the work, but the agent does all the talking, right? <laughs> right? They never do all the work. They just do all the talking. I don't need a representative doing all the talking. Right? I need you to move the agent and I need for you to be transparent as the player. Can I ask you a question on that? I'm sorry. Can sure. they can they change their mind ever? Well, I, I'll usually say no. Really? The, yeah, because the, the, the part about that is self-serving. Because when you're young mm -hmm. and you're a young man, for, I'm going to speak for myself, a young man growing up in the urban center with you know, a boatload of friends, right male friends who are also running in the same type of group format a professional environment in new york city all of you are basically you know on your own and you're, and you're finding yourselves we're all self-serving and selfish as humanly possible right and most young men are usually most manipulative you know in their younger years especially with no real training right on how to manage relationships then you're always usually going to come from a perspective of, hey, I could do this for you if that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to get to your end goal, 
and we all know what that end goal is, mm -hmm. right? And unfortunately, this is where we do ourselves a disservice because now we're poisoning the pool of women that are out there on manipulative behavior. So you right? don't ever get to change your mind either. Then you don't ever, if you guys start out in category one, you don't ever get to go to category two. Let's say, let's say you started in your lifetime, you know, in that area in category one, but now you've matured and you guys are still doing category one. Well, right. after a while, it's been a while. What if you guys catch feelings and maybe you guys decide to, are you able to change your mind to category two? So interesting you ask that Amber, I go from category one to three, right? We stay in what I usually uh, prefer one and two because it's self-serving. Okay. And one and two is really about giving her the opportunity to decide in the moment, in this particular place you are right now in your life, mm -hmm. which, which um, category I'm presenting you, you like, because number three, this is, I want to be your woman. I want to live with you. I want to start a relationship. I want to go to marriage. Most young women, particularly in 1990s at 23 years old, we're not trying to get married. Right. So I'm not going to present that part, but one and two, it's flexible because they're both interchangeable in okay. some form or manner. Okay. I can tell you what that is because I know most people will be like, well, he's talking about curious. categories. What does that mean? Like, what is I he would talking like to know. about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to hear. All right. Well, if that's okay, Karina, is that okay? <laughs> no, I, we're rolling with it. Okay. Okay. So, in the you know vein of radical transparency, right, Ray Dalio. So, you meet a woman, you say, "Listen, um, you know, I think you're this. I think you're that. You know, we feed you that. I think you're etc. thing." However, that's the modifier, right? But or however. Mm -hmm. I know your situation, right? You broke up with your boyfriend six months ago, et cetera, et cetera. It's hard to get over him, but you're out here on these streets again. You don't like it, but it is what it is type, type of scenario. A lot of women break up with their boyfriends and they're with their girlfriends and they are just aimlessly wandering the social scene, trying to find their place again, right? So you say, I can offer you this and I'm gonna say, you know, please just excuse what I'm about to say because it sounds really super harsh. Right, but I'll I'll minimize the the um the vulgarity or whatever. Oh, I don't mind. Do you mind? <laughs> so you'll say if you just want to have a good time, which is no sex. Right, yeah, yeah, time sex. sex, no strings attached. I'm not taking you out. You ain't having no drinks. I ain't oh, staying okay. over. You ain't staying over by me. It's just that. Okay. That's category one. Okay. I see with a guy, I don't care, vice versa, you don't care. Sure. If you, you can speak, that's all in there, right? But however, we are not obligated to each other, none whatsoever. Don't pretend we are. If you're gonna do that, then you're not really emotionally ready for that type of situation. Because that's a pretty, that's a pretty aggressive way to manage a relationship, right? Although we're sexually involved, you know, you ain't nothing to me. That's right. hard to accept, right? Because it sounds like you're being dismissed or diminished as if you have no value. But in essence, you're fulfilling only what you need for yourself because you cannot have any emotional attachment right now, but I want to be serviced well, right? <laughs> and That's a woman can feel that way as well. Absolutely. Right. A woman can be there too. Absolutely. And, I, and I've always used the caveat that with, listen, you're an adult and no woman wants to hear she's not. We're making a decision together. I'm gonna facilitate you as best as I can. If I'm available to see you on Friday at 12.30 a.m., great. If you're gonna be at the club and you wanna hook up after that, great. But you ain't staying over, vice versa. We can respect each other's spaces in that format. If I see you with a guy in the street or in a club, I say, what's up, that's that, go about your business. Category well, Category two. one, the 90-day rule does not exist. That's Absolutely right. not. The category it, one has not a point. The okay. 90 day, day rule, rule. The day rule don't exist in the, the category. 90-day rule does not even figure into this. Location doesn't exist. Right. Nothing, right? No matter. No, dro no drones looking for you. Nothing. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's category one, right? Okay. And that's most people, right? It's like that's like the hookup, right? Yeah. It's like the hookup in a club. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Booty call. Right. But I just find that over the years, 
um, a lot of women in particular do not appreciate the feel, the diminished capacity feeling of just being used for sex and or her just using a guy for sex and she catches feelings. The catches feelings part is the part that begins to erode the, the category. Wait, right? did the you say a lot part. of women don't appreciate yeah, they don't diminishing appreciate the aspect dimin of just having sex? Yeah, and, and, not, and not feeling the feelings, right? Men can have sex and anywhere and don't even have to know your name. True. This is yeah. the, this is I'm the part about- I'm having a hard about, time with diminishing. Yeah. Diminished meaning their, their value, feel, they feel diminished value in the act of just feeling like you're only having sex and I mean nothing to you. Uh -huh. Women always want to feel like they mean something nope. to somebody. Not always. And, no, 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 no. Women okay. have the same needs as men. And this is the point I'm making to you, Amber, okay. right? This is the, the category I'm hoping you want to fall in because it feeds my needs too, right? Mm -hmm. Category two is a little bit more advanced and a little more enhanced, right? It gives you a few more uh, amenities, but it's still the same thing. So we could call amenities. category one, booty call, and then category two, Netflix and chill. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Right? So category two is, is the new Netflix and chill, mm -hmm. right? But we are not together. You can't leave your toothbrush here, no panties, no <laughs> boots, no shoes. Take it with you. But I like you and you're cool. <laughs> and you're cool. Okay. Right? Yeah. You're not my woman. I'm not your man. But we can hang out. Okay. A lot of people like that. Right? Yeah. But there was no Netflix and chill in the 20s, in the 2s, in the 90s. So, you know, we still had that. Right? Most women loved one and two. Because it facilitated them and they also felt like they had somebody to hang out with, especially and particularly when you're coming from the club on Saturday, it's 12 <laughs> o'clock, you know he's home and you call him, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm watching ESPN, can I come through? That's usually what most people- Oh, vice versa. Oh, yeah. vice versa. And coming home from the club. Sincerely, mm -hmm. vice versa. So I, when I say women, I also also mean that we also have that Okay. Exchange okay. with you. Okay, good. That's two. Three. So wait, wait. Before we go to three, how does the ninety-day rule play into That's stage okay. number two? So it doesn't, right? So I'll tell you why. Because from the beginning of our off-camera conversation, you have to set your standard when you meet a guy. I just told you I'm offering you one and two. It is your responsibility to say, I'm not comfortable with that because I don't feel value in that. It's great and it's fun. Yeah. However, category number three allows us to be patient, allows us to be um, cordial, allows us to enhance the quality of the relationship effectively because we're exclusively involved. Right, number three is an exclusive relationship where I acquiesce to your needs, vice versa. You're my, you're my, uh, you're my lady. We're hanging out. You become my girlfriend. We we choose to be together. It's a choice between the two because three actually is not um, is is not based off in you know, malicious behavior, being sneaky and snide, calling at all odd hours to facilitate my need. Three is literally we are going to enhance the quality of this relationship together and work towards that same uh, place where we both want stability, mm -hmm. right? Um, relationship level stuff. So how does so is there a time frame? So does the 90 day, I'm sorry, the 90 day rule is number three. Okay, that's, that's what where, I'm gonna ask you. Because you okay. set your standard and then yes. you move. Okay. All right. Wait, what was the last part you said? I missed it. The 90 day rule is number three. Okay, yeah. It's category number three because now you have the ability to say, I got a 90 day rule in this relationship. And it really allows you to view him it, it, as, is this, is this guy patient? 
Mm-hmm. Does he mature in his approach to managing my emotional needs, mm-hmm. right? Um, do I see him and appreciate the effort he's making and in, in respecting that standard I set for him to follow? Because mm-hmm. once you got a guy at the beginning of a relationship who has acquiesced to um, category three and saying, you know what? He says to himself, I'm 36. I've been on these streets with my friends. You saw black men talk to themselves. I've been on these streets with my friends forever. I've been running through these chicks with some mad bread. I, I'm not doing anything. Um, my other buddies are getting married. They got this, that, and the third. I'm rising my career. I'm still single. I'm going to banquet dinners and I'm the only single motherfucker at the table. All these <laughs> white dudes and their wives. What do you do for a living? Are you, do you have a girlfriend? And then now it gets awkward as you become older. And it's why is this 50 year old man by himself? Mm-hmm. Right? Because he was playing with one and two for too long. Because he's been doing one and two for too long. <laughs> Right, and you're, and you're aging out. And I'll say this, I aged myself out of having a family because I was on them streets too fucking long with these fucking dudes that I run with, which I love my friends. But there is a point in time where you gotta say to yourself, do I continue to have a good time with my boys and avoid a substantial relationship that will, that will lift the quality of my life Mm-hmm. right or do I just keep rocking and be a hot sexy playboy till I'm 50 looking corny mm-hmm. as I get older right and it's not to say you don't try but as you get older your tolerance level heck yeah and, your, and like your things shrivel up and well I don't know about that but I know for fact oh it gets lonely it gets lonely complaining about not having yeah right yep. and I had to make a choice do I for me for me personally like do I invest in my wife who was a woman I was seeing at the time right do I invest in her right she had two young girls at the time and to me at that moment I'm saying to myself do I want to invest in something that I'm not sure will work in the long run because of all of this stuff I'm bringing on. But I had more fun with them than I did with my friends being out all the time. Yeah, you find meaningful. You want to take it from 16 to 35 is a long, long time and a lot of money. Going to waste. No, waste. Well, because you put them in number two. You should have been sticking with some of them in number one. Yeah. Oh, no, they chose number two. Oh. I've been doing number one my whole 20s. Yeah. No, I understand. And two. But like 80, 20, but more one than two. Yeah. And all my friends are still doing one. Ooh. What what did you say? All your friends are still doing one? All my friends are still doing one. Not even two. One. Because mm. two ain't working for a lot of them, but one is because now they're meeting younger women who like their lifestyles. Now that so, I want to have a, I would like us, not this one, but maybe we can bring you back on because I really want to understand why men in their 50s are some, you know, they're what they're looking for sometimes is in their like early 20s. I really absolutely. Like to understand the mindset behind that. Well, that speaks to, God bless him, right? Kevin Samuels, who passed away about a week or two ago, right? Are you familiar with Kevin Samuels? Mm-mm. Really? Oh, my. I'm sure I've seen him, though. Yeah, who's that? Well, Kevin Samuels was a, a, a YouTube sensation. Uh, older Black man, probably oh, Kevin Samuels, right, 55. Who was always talking about Black women and how we can't date. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, okay. So a lot of people have, well, women in particular, women in particular have a, have a very, very bad taste in their mouths because of Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. And there's a misconception about Kevin Samuels' approach mm-hmm. that is very disheartening to women of a certain age because 
there may be some leftover residual of resentment of how they manu how they manage their lives. So what he's done is he will categorize your life. And he speaks to such a large population of black women that a lot of you made some really poor decisions in your 20s. And a lot of you tried as much as you can to um, uh, pivot away from taking accountability from bad choices, willingly walking into relationships with men who are not in the same caliber of space as you, dating way below your, your um, your, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Standards. Your standard of lifestyle. Yeah. Right? You don't have to be, you don't have to be a corporate lawyer and date an investment banker. You can still be a corporate lawyer as a woman and date a guy who's, I don't know, head of security at a bank, right? You may be making 190, he can make in 60, but it doesn't matter because what you're looking for is the stability of a household bringing up children and having something together moving forward, right? It's not about power coupling. And a lot of women would call in and I've watched tons of his shows. And what he does is he starts to ask meaningful, honest questions to extract the necessary points. Find where the pain is, ask you what happened here? What happened there? Did you grow up with your father? You seem very aggressive. You have a lot of male, male energy. Where's your dad, right? Did you go up with your mother? Then you start, then you, no, um, we don't know where he is or where's your mother? Oh, I don't talk to my mother. You say, okay, let's stop right there. What happened? And women are calling for advice, mm -hmm. right? And do you have children? Yeah, I have one child. How old is your child? 12, where's the father? I don't know what that motherfucker is. Stop. What happened between your child's father? And then you'll go, he held his stuff. And then, so he extracts information and he throws it back at you. But a lot of women, some were honest, but many were not. So he was having a lot of trouble because women became antagonistic, very rude and, you know, sort of kind of going around the subject. So he would, it would cause a lot of dismay on his YouTube channel. He's a YouTube sensation. Yeah. Because his whole thing- yeah, his whole thing was about what's called high value man. Yeah. Right? And people misunderstood high value for money making. He said, no, high value men are men usually above 35 to let's say 70, who have achieved professional success. They've navigated their lives in a way where they don't have a lot of excess baggage or debt they have um, resourceful um, social circles that, that provide um, a lot of, um, whatchamacallit, a lot of assistance to the community, right? Men who are financially stable, who build businesses, who build community around them. Utilize your resource base to affect your existing community, right? But also men who are well-groomed, or you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So a high value man is not money, it's about resourcefulness. Because when women marry men, they're bringing together resources, yeah. right? And most men, um, it doesn't have to be high achieving, right? It could be men who are well off and or become very rich or wealthy or, or middle-class men for the mass, right? Because he, oh, he had a very amazing grasp on history like African-American history of prosperity and talked about how the African-American community was much more together and solid during the days of slavery and reconstruction and post-reconstruction than we are now because external factors have coalesced around us and literally disenfranchised the black community between COINTELPRO, uh, government intervention, you know, drug infestation, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he gives a grasp of what happens and what happened in the black community as to why we are where we are, right? And social media being the purveyor, right? Of all of the major problems we're having as of this very moment. Slut culture, internet culture, rap culture, 
This guy was on it, well-educated, smart guy, and he turned into an image consultant, right? Helping men with their imagery in corporate America because you know they lacked a certain type of panache. He would help them, etc. He did it for women. His Facebook page, thousands, thousands of followers, and he's married a lot of people. Oh, that's nice. In his Facebook group, he's has a matchmaking service. Matchmaking service. So oh, I didn't know he did mat- matchmaking. A matchmaking service that married 12 people in really? five years. 12 people in five years? That's huge. So I, I have to say, like going back to an early point you made that women marry into or opt into a relationship with men of lesser standard lesser means. qualifications, all this stuff, right? And I remember two. I remember two experiences where I was dating, casual dating, nothing serious, but we were we were friendly. And um, one person after I finished my doctorate said, don't think you're all that just because you have your degree. Yeah. Years earlier, before I even got into the doctoral program, a doctoral program, Another person I was, I, I liked him a lot. Amber actually introduced me to him while we lived in LA. Oh, really? Pretty boy looking. Oh. <laughs> you might remember, oh, remember oh. that one. Okay. And so we were friendly. We not that being one? serious, but we were, <laughs> we were we were friendly, like I said. And so when I told him he was on his way to get his master's or applying to get his master's. I was, I think I had applied already or on my way to apply for the doctoral program. While I supported his decision, I'm like, yeah, go for your master's. His response to me was like, why don't you just get a library card? I, I couldn't even handle that kind of stuff. But yeah, exactly. So, so that sarcasm? it's not, it's not like sarcasm? my entire <laughs> dating experience, but when, when, for me, when I, when I had those experiences, I'm like, well, damn, maybe I do need to, to date someone who has at least a college degree or has at least a master's degree or ha- at least has, I don't know, but it does, it does get to you. For me, when you've accomplished so high academically and have accomplished in a lot of different ways in my life, to have someone, especially a man of color, tell me, get a library card. Forget the doctoral program, just get a library card. I'll tell you what that's like. Just finishing my doctorate, yeah. sacrificing three years, three and a half years of my life in different ways and say, you ain't shit. Right. Well, I, I would say too, consider it a blessing, right? Because they're not going to support you for anything. No, absolutely. It's just... That's my opinion. Getting back to his point is the specific experiences that women pivot to seek a specific relationship or relationship with a specific person because of that experience. Right. Success. I'll tell you what that is, right? So, and I'll get my opinion. A guy will get, you know, a graduate degree to advance his career, right? You're doing the exact same thing. But he limited himself to that because that's what he needed at the time so he can continue to live, Mm. right? That doctorate just said to him, you're going to be in school for how long again? And what is that for? Because he probably doesn't really understand your story and what you're trying to achieve. And unfortunately, sometimes, particularly in academia, you have to get these things, right? <clears throat> to get to somewhere else because you need that in order to actually elevate and or scale or to legitimize yourself for that move you're gonna make, right? And most men will or just cannot foresee themselves continuously doing stuff like that because it's really about getting this and going on a master's degree, that's it, that's what I'm done, or an MBA, whatever, and I'm out of here, I'm gonna take care of this. And if you're gonna go out and get another degree, he doesn't, he probably could not understand why. And if he maybe had a full understanding, 
then he probably would have seen you can manage that also working and also being in love with him. But most men are innately selfish in a way where, look, when are you going to have some time for me? Because this school thing, because there are more black women in school or have been in school over the past 15 or 20 years more than it'll ever be anything else, right? You guys are the most overeducated bunch of segment in society that I've ever seen, right? And it's, and it's true, right? Statistically, it's true, right? On the other side of that coin, on the other side of that coin, and I'll just paraphrase what Kevin Samuels was saying, some of you over-educate yourselves into, into massive debt and you educate yourselves into industries that don't pay you for these degrees, right? I know what you do. So you got a BA and a series seven and you're straight for life, right? You're good, 63. No, I have my CFP now. <laughs> that too, right? But you see what I'm saying, right? And, yeah. you, and you're on, and, you're, and you, get your, you got your thing because you got to, you know, you write books and da, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there are women who get PhDs and they're social workers for the city. And I'm not knocking yeah. it. It's just that the advantageous nature of that degree does not translate in that place of business for you to make 190. You're going to make 65000 with a PhD being a social worker in the projects. Just to say I got it, it's in, that's, that's insanity. Yeah. And you have $300,000 yeah. worth of debt and two cats. <laughs> what are their names? The cats are a Twinkle and, and Doodlebug. I'm dead serious. <laughs> and a bunch of cable and ice cream. Uh. <laughs> this is a large swath. This is a large swath of, of the black female population that is unmarried and they're overly educated. And you know, there's this perspective that, well, I'll get my man after I'm done. I'm like, you that is not a strategy. What do you mean? Wait, say that go go on with that. Yeah, a lot of women strategize their lives based on when I'm done with this, I'll get a man. I've heard that my entire, I said, that doesn't make, that's not a strategy. Like after I finish my master's and I'm 35, I'm gonna get me a man. Okay. No. But so, I would say sometimes a woman could make that decision because say for example, a woman, a woman of color, whether they get their BA, their master's or their doctorate, they're least likely to persist through the degree. So sometimes, sometimes the decision is I'm not going to pursue a relationship because I really need, I, I really need to finish this degree. I really need to spend my time there and dedicate, you know, whatever resources and time I will spend with my guy, with my partner to school. Some women, not all women, but I, I think there's something to say about that, like right. why they made that decision to not pursue a relationship while they're getting their degree. There are women who are in undergrad who find their boyfriends and their husbands while in school, while in clubs, while tennis, while swimming. You find your boyfriend in undergrad. It's the same as going to swimming. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> the hair. Men and women are the same. We make time for the person we want to make time for. Agreed. Right? I, I do. This agree is the that. absolute 100% statistical fact because it's the energy you put out and the time and the effort speaks to how that person makes you feel, right? I can have two jobs. If I want to be with that woman, I'm going to make sure she, she, she sees my texts. I'm going to make sure I, I schedule a time where I'm going to do the FaceTime while I'm working night shift. Um, to, tomorrow morning, I'll send her a text and say, hi, beautiful, how are you? Uh, if I know she's at work, I'll send her a fucking lunch from Chipotle. Like, I'm telling <laughs> you. you want her to have diarrhea, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but men, we, when, we, when, we, when you are on lock, yes. we do whatever the hell we need, and women, vice versa. So I never really bought that I'm in school thing, I, and I have time to that my boy, my buddy got dumped like that well, to his she didn't, face. She didn't, she didn't really, she, he got dumped because she wasn't into him. 
Yeah, but she came back mm. after she finished and he already had somebody. It was a classic story. It's a classic, classic twist. Mm. And I'm like, yes, she was out of state. That would have been uh, hard. Yeah. That out of state thing is hard. So you got to you know, uh, figure out, okay, is this really for three years going to be your life right now, bro? I understand why she doesn't want to do it. Yeah. But, you know, those are different circumstances. Sure. But, you know, the 90 day rule to go back to that, that's category three. Yeah. And again, that's really about the effort that two people have decided together, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. To make a consequential um, uh, uh, step to become more than what they are presently. That's when the 90 day rule thing can, can probably survive, right? Again, but he had, a man has to respect it in order for it to work. Yes, thank you. Do you tell, do you tell your partner you're on a 90 day rule? I would, I would, as a woman, if there are women going to be watching this, I would never tell a man with your mouth, right. you're on a 90 day rule, mm -hmm. right? Because it's the same, it's adjacent to saying, when you're going to marry me, when you get me that ring, because now he's on notice, <laughs> right? And now he has to be on this best behavior because it's really artificial now. Yeah. You're on a 90-day rule. So now you set up an artificial situation for him to fake his way through until he can get that ass and smash yeah, it. Yeah. True, true. Let me ask you a question. What, as a man, like, what, what do you think are some good sides or good things about the 90-day rule? as it from a man's perspective, not even knowing that you're on that 90 day rule. <laughs> well, if I am not sure I'm on a 90 day rule, then I probably wouldn't have a perspective, right? Now, what, a, what I would suggest to women who are gonna put a man on a 90 day rule, is I call it shim sham, right? You gotta make, a, you gotta get a man's attention to let him know how serious of a person you are about being treated the way you feel you need to be treated, right? That's how you set the course. So hypothetical, you meet a guy, he's funny, he's all these other great things, right? And let's say three weeks go by, you've gone out five times, right? You met after work, you went for drinks, yada, yada, you know, you keep, you get in the train together, you go in separate ways. Next time you meet him on the weekend, you know, you meet him in the city, you know, you go to dinner, you have a nice time. He calls you Uber, sends you home. Uh, you go for brunch, maybe the next day, right? Now you're building up the rapport, you're building up, you've seen his mannerism. Does he pull the goddamn chair, right? Right, does he put the napkin on your lap? Does he put the napkin on your lap, mm -hmm. right? All the small, tiny things that says, I'm paying attention to you, this is what I do. You know, all the old school stuff of ordering. You get her order, you order for her, right? Um, you know, she goes to the bathroom, you stand up. Like all that real old school shit that she's like, oh my God, this thing is amazing, right? Not that young, <laughs> not that millennial, I don't have no training because all my uncles are in jail type shit, right. right? I'm talking about you learned either from books, you saw somebody, you knew old school, you got an OG in your house, <coughs> dad taught you something, Yeah. yeah. right? And as she's walking, women, they see the littlest shit that they've never had, right? A man gets up for you because, you know, as a courtesy to say, hey, you're gonna go to the bathroom. You come back, he puts the napkin on your lap again. You're like, damn. You begin to say to yourself, I would have never, right? And then what do you do after it's all said and done? You text your girl, girl, damn, damn, God, y'all texting because it was absolutely out of the ordinary. So now you're saying, all right, I can trust this guy and telling him, listen, I had a nice time with you over the past three weeks. Um, I love the way you treat me. Ooh, I this is the way, I, this is the way that I've always envisioned a man treat me, right? Um, I like you, or I like you very much. I wanna know from your perspective, what's happening in your head with me? 
right? Because, you know, yeah, we've spoken about X, whatever, et cetera. Because you got to know if this guy has somebody. He's just dating. Because most men are usually always just dating, right? But there's always sometimes. I'll say 80-20 on a high 80. There's always a side smash who will do something. And that exists. And for women too. And for, right, that exists. Mm -hmm. So you have to be perfectly honest and ready to hear mm -hmm. that he got something on the side mm -hmm. that's just there, if he's honest enough. But you gotta be brave enough to ask. Mm -hmm. So you gotta say it, because you gotta be like, wow, now I'm gonna say it. I'm either gonna scare him off, or he's gonna really respect it, or he's gonna be straight to my face and be like, yeah, radical transparency, this is what's popping. Right, right. So the young lady you got on the side is that, and again, uh, the young lady that you're seeing or that's not serious or whatever, I would like to know, and I need for you to be radically transparent with me. It's okay. Because men never expect to hear the testosterone filled laden statements from a woman. Because women are women. They're, they're, they're soft, they're pink, they're, they're, you know, they, they put on their best behavior. They put on their best behavior at the dinner not table. All, not all, not <laughs> all. But you know what I mean? A lady, I know what a, you mean. a real sister who's a woman about her shit will present the presentation that is needed for him to be like, that's a bad chick, right? Not some bird who don't know where she's at. <laughs> right, right, right. You feel I me? Agree. Like a woman, yes, like y'all, yes. like a woman. Yeah. So you gotta say, okay. <laughs> right. Oh, what's, what's, <laughs> what's happening with you and such and such, are you still hitting that off? Is she still yeah. somebody that you're still involved with? Right? Mm -hmm. If he says right. yes, if he says yes, you have to be willing to accept it. Sure. He said, I want, I'm thinking that, you know, and it's scary because we could say, I'm thinking that we can move further. This is the scariest part of the conversation. I'm thinking in my mind, I would like to move forward, but I need to know what you're comfortable with because I only wanna be with and can only date one man. I don't have a guy on the side or, you can, but you gotta be, cause if you have a guy on the side, you gotta tell him you got a guy on the side. Sure. Right? Yeah. I wanna let my, yeah. Because he's gonna respect that next statement. It's hard. That's, I mean, it's hard. I think he's going to respect it or he's going to say, I don't want her messing around with anybody else. I want her for me. Right. And, and mind you, he hasn't had it yet, but you're going to say, listen, I am willing to let the guy on the side go because he's not interesting or as you are, but are you willing to do the same thing? And do you want what I'm thinking about? Because now he has to make a decision. Now, nah, you know, I just want to, just want me and you to be cool, blah, 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 blah. Then you know that even if he wanted to be his, his woman, he would have never let that go. He has to say, I'm going to let that go yeah. and me and you could rock. That means now it's exclusive. Mm -hmm. We're going to date together to see how it can work. Mm -hmm. But you got to, because a lot of women, unfortunately, and it's, 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 the part is you have to take responsibility for the unsaid stuff, the omissions, because women never want to look a certain kind of way, right? Because the slut culture is so embedded in the minds of women that they don't understand sometimes like, yo, I'm an adult with a man who I have a nice time with as he is. However, I'm willing to let this guy go because he's not fulfilling me the way that I would like. He's not a gentleman like you. He's not this, he's not this, he's not that. I prefer your company. So, what do you think? You put that shit in his lap. If he says, nah, I like it the way it is, it's comfortable that way, you gotta go because you need to be the only thing that is happening. So now you know you can have a good time. And that's that. Because then if you if you if you become weak in the knees for him, now you're part of now you're part of the team, the smash team as it's called. Yeah. Yeah. And you have lost all respect. You have lost your, your, your footing and your standards have been compromised. Mm -hmm. Once or he becomes a side piece True. and you find yourself now, somebody. Why, now, here's the problem, right? Now mm -hmm. you convolute it because now 
you want to be like him, right? The thing about men and women are there's one distinct, there's one distinct um, uh, functionality that we have. Men compartmentalize in a way where women find it to be so um, almost sociopathic. Like, how could you meet a woman in a club, dance with her, fill her up? This is this is stuff. Buy her drinks and go have sex with her in the bathroom and you don't remember her name. Most black women, 99.9, will not meet a man in a club, have him fill you up, do all this kissy kissy stuff in a club and he buy you drinks and you go to the bathroom with him in a club. I think COVID Most, times. <laughs> but not in no time. Most black women just don't do that. It shouldn't be any time, but COVID time, especially now. Yeah, for I sure. Have sex in the bathroom, but, but we will probably fill each other up in the club and drink, sure. <laughs> okay. But those extremes are highly unlikely. Yeah. Most men, you ask them, you ask them, like, you know, away from the cameras and away from other people, silently by themselves. If you meet a woman, hell yeah. You, a hundred men will tell you, hell yeah. Most women be like, oh, hell, that's disgusting. Yeah, in the back. We, com we compartmentalize. That's why when you hear really, you know, disdain, you know uh, uh, disdainful messages like, um, yeah, I'm married, but she meant nothing to me, right? Yeah, I went away and I had sex with two women, but my wife was home. She meant, they meant nothing to me. They literally, literally meant nothing. Yeah. They meant nothing. Mm -hmm. That's so I sad. Love my, and, that's, and that's called compartmentalizing. That's sad. And that happens like that. And you guys don't understand how we do it, right? And many women try, many cannot um, decisively continue in that same vein because it, it, it sets a course where, right, you're like, it, you're, you feel as if, you know, like, uh, how do I keep this going? Da, 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 da. It's just not within your personhood because women are so emotionally, um, they're emotionally attached to having stimuli, being, you know, touched and spoken to in a certain kind of way and, you know, blah, 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 that, you know, this is how they rationalize kissing and being with the guy, going out, staying with them, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think men, we should. I think, I, I think and you should. Yeah, and I think should. I, and I want to, like, I want to normalize, like, I think we should. If, if you're spending a certain amount of time with somebody and, you know, this is what's happening, then I think it's a normal thing, a natural thing to, uh, to have a sense of attachment or connection yes. or and decisive or women are decide women are strategically decisive about how they move, right? I know a lot of women, and when they talk to me about men and stuff like that, I'm like, you sound crazy. But when you think about on the other side of the coin, I'm like, but in her mind, it's decisive thinking for what I need right now. Men, decisive, yo. That's not, a, that's not in the cards for me. Let's do it right now. That, this is why we're getting so much trouble, right? Because we, <laughs> we're not- Category one. Right, we don't think it's, we don't, yeah, yeah. We don't like stuff like that. We're weak in that, in that sense. We don't think sometimes in that place, like, all right, if I do this, this could happen. And if this could happen, what's the, what's the repercussions? If this the repercussions, what's the resolution? Da, da, da. When it comes to women and sex, this is where we end up like Johnny Depp. I'm like, no, you, you, you gotta, <laughs> You, you gotta be decisive. That's why women are different in the way that they function in society. You see okay, what I'm saying? So this is I, why the 90 day rule applies so much to you guys. That's why it makes sense to you because it's decisive strategy to get what you want. But if he is, doesn't acquiesce to it, it doesn't work. It's like being married. Well, then he's, the the ring. then he's not the one too, right? Because this right. is my standards. This is what my expectations are. Right. And, and the guy has the the um, 
the choice. Either he's going to be okay with it and he's not. And if he's not, then right. that's okay. But the standards, with all due respect, you, there's, there are standards and then there is, you know, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right? There's standards uh -huh. and there, there's Jesus. Yes. When, when Barack Obama came on the scene, he was black Jesus. <laughs> I have never seen so many women say, that's the man I want. That's what you're talking about. You're like, you've never said that before. That's the kind of man, he's a family man. I say, yeah, because you love the imagery, right? Imagery is a big thing, right? I, I know what you're thinking, you know, he's this, he's that, but he's still a man with a lot of, with, with his own issues, right? I mean, they were this close to divorcing many, many years ago, right? Michelle said it, they had their own issues, right? But he met a standard of hers, right? And everybody's standards are completely different based on their um, their lived experience, upbringings and stuff, mm -hmm. upbringing, etc., exposure, yes. socialization, uh, uh, social groups, mm -hmm. right? Education, like thereof, whatever. But it's who you connect to and how you move forward or you not, right? Mm -hmm. So, but sometimes. You know, I, I hear the standards. I'm like, what? Like that guy cannot exist on earth because I married that nigga. Like that don't make no sense. He gotta be six two, yeah. but you're five three. So if he was five nine, he'd still be a giant to you, right? He gotta be six two, boy head, and he gotta go to Harvard and step, or at least Ivy, or at least Ivy League. And a car, that little bullshit car, and he's a house, no kids. I don't know, baby mama drama. And you know, I'm like, at least a mill. I'm like, what? Like, who is this guy? Right. Like, who is this guy? Right. Oh, oh, you mean um, uh, uh Ciara's husband? Great. Well, Russell she's Wilson. Married. <laughs> you were Ciara's thinking? husband? He's married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, Can I ask you two? You're both married. Yeah. Did you did you go through the 90-day rule? How'd that work? <laughs> no, Joanne and I, it, she didn't set a 90-day rule, but she had hella standards. Had me on fucking eggshells, hmm. right? Because when you set the, she set the pace. This is how you're going to treat me. Mm -hmm. I accepted this shit. <coughs> and I never realized, she told me though, she told me well, the, what you shouldn't have done was introduce me to your friends, right? Because I think she was in a club with me or she was out with me somewhere with my friend and she had just met them recently or some time passed and I introduced her to a small faction. I got a large group of friends, it's a large group. But um, maybe a five of the six within New York. And all, all single, like not one, no kids, not married, nothing. Just all living by themselves, doing what they do. And he's a childhood friend. We took like 12 and up, right? 12 years old, I mean. And I got it. <laughs> she's, she's watching them. She's watching how they, op how they operate in the clubs, you know? And she's like, oh, this is what you're from? Like, this is what you're from? And now I think she's like, okay, I gotta manage your ass, right? Literally manage. And I'm sure she didn't trust me emphatically throughout the whole time we were dating, right? Right. Um, but I treated her well, I treated her nicely, crazy respect. I courted her, uh, uh, you know, uh, appropriately. I never called out her name. Till this day, I never called a bitch to her face. I'm just scared. Oh, no. Um, I mean, like even when you fight, you? like even when you fight, like even yeah, when I no. fight with her, I don't call her. That's a no-no. You're not crazy. No, but marriage. But there's some dudes out there that are. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. You, I mean, when you get married, you get real comfortable. Like that Key and Peele com <laughs> episode. They're up in right. space. <laughs> right. You see my point? Yeah. So she... And she has two children. So she's like, I'm going to start. I'm not going to, I don't want them to see yeah. this. Mm -hmm. I need them to see what 
you know, what I'm presenting for them. Yes. Right. So I, I got it. Not late, but I saw it. Right. I saw what she was doing, how she managed me around them. Right. I'm like, oh, I get it. Right. And she goes, you're going to treat me in a way that they're seeing. I want you to show them how I'm supposed to be treated so they can use that as the model. We, you know, we always That's hope right. that they see that. So, you know, and when you're young, you're selfish, right? I'm in my, my middle 30s. I'm, I'm still selfish. Like I, I know who I am, right? You know, you're calling her to go out, but you keep forgetting, oh my God, the kids are home. So spontaneity is not always at hand, but yeah. she always had free time. She made free time appropriately, right? And, 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 and balanced between me and the girls, right? And that set the standard for me to behave appropriately. Instead of saying, yeah, I'm just gonna smash this chick and I'm out, these kids don't know me. And you know, that real malicious behavior that most men, cause I can't handle this. I don't want to be the daddy, I'm out. Like a lot of niggas live like that. And, and, and a lot of women with kids prefer the, the nucleus of a family setting because it's comfortable and it's safe and it's what you want going into your later years. So, you know, and a lot of young women, they still out here while for the night and they don't have a standard in place to show. And that is the problem why, you know, you have this generation of these young girls, these young boys, they have no real model to say, oh, my mom and dad are like this. Because most kids emulate their parents, you know, if they're balanced or well-balanced and they're and they bred well. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened with yeah. us. That's what happened. And the, girls, and the girls saw it. They literally saw it, right? And her oldest got married to a wonderful young man at 30. No, she was 26. Right? When Tia got married, 25, 26, right? And he was about three years older than her. Um, and she was him, she met him when she was 18 or 19, hmm. right? So they had a pretty early young life together. And they, 17, 18. And, you know, I watched it. Yeah. I watched it. Mm -hmm. And the standard was set because he approached it the same way that he saw how Joanne and I were. And he asked us first mm -hmm. to marry her when he was 27. And we were like, no, you're not ready. She's 21. Right? You become more mature. Do certain things. We love you, but you're not ready yet. Yeah. He could have stepped off and be like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want. No, but he respected it because he saw what we were doing over here. Mm -hmm. Three years later, he comes back. We say yes. Three years later, he comes back. <laughs> you know, her dad said yes. I said yes. And that's when he asked her. Awesome. That's very nice. Love so it. I think we're coming down to, to like the time. But Amber, I, I want you to answer the same question like how did, did the 90 day rule play out with you and Brett? No, no. Um, but we waited a long time because I told him I wanted to see how he was and what kind of person he was and was he going to be there long term and it's interesting because we both were well I remember one time like I, I was all you know I dated a lot of people I've never just had one person that I would date and so I was also I was dating somebody and I remember one day um, he got a text from somebody as a booty call, but he showed it to me. I didn't have to ask or anything like that. He showed it to me and he said, this is what my response is going to be. And it let me know, okay, he's serious about me. Now we didn't go and have sex that night or anything like that, but he let me know. And I appreciate him being honest. And that also made me say, okay, well, I have to cut anybody else off as well because he's serious. He's serious about me. So we waited, I think it was about 60 to somewhere around 60 days, somewhere around there was the holidays. Um, so <laughs> the holiday. You know, just the season. See? Yeah, just the season. And we, were, and we were, and he, I'm sorry, and we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Like he had already asked, he already committed to me, you okay. know, committed to each other. And we still waited a little bit. Right. And sometimes men have these, and I, and I hate to sound malicious and cruel, but you know, we'll, we'll have these, these, these leftover chicks who just don't, don't 
take it serious. So they, they test it a little bit more. Yes. They might text you random. Yes, absolutely. Some random text 80 yes. days later. What you doing? What you yeah. up to? Like, yeah. oh man. So it's never really our fault. Now, first, you know what you gotta do? You gotta delete that number. Now, oh yeah, no doubt. No delete doubt. Delete that number. Oh yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know who this is. Yeah. Right? Because Absolutely. this is what it really comes down to. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I mean, but that's a good sign. That's a super good sign. And Absolutely. This is what we do. Yeah, and he didn't Man. have to show me. He didn't have to yeah. show me. He didn't have to do any of that. He didn't. So he he did not. And and that's and that's the point, right? Men. We are, we, we, when we know that it's you, when we focus, then we begin to make that, that paradigm shift, right? that, that shift to let you know, based on our actions, what we're trying to do. Yes. And, it's, and it doesn't take 90 days, right. you know, to some, you know, circumvent and research us and make sure we're doing the right thing, et cetera, et cetera, because it's a false positive. And Steve Harvey, again, I'm going to just keep reiterating, it's, He's not speaking for a specific segment of the population. 40 and 50 year old women, I don't think it serves them a purpose after you've been so sexually experienced, you've been out there in the world, maybe divorced once or twice, you got kids in and out the house. It doesn't really service that segment of the population. It's the young woman who is demurred, very ladylike, you know, who wants that, and I don't want to say fairy tale, but wants that 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 lifestyle where she could look back and say, I did it the right way, you know? And it's for her to follow, but the young man she's interested in or the man she's interested in could be her age, 10 or 15 years older. He has to acquiesce to that. Because if he thinks it's a 90-day rule, he's going to scuttlebutt it. Like, you're not going to put me on some some regimented pathway to make you feel like this is something that it's not. So that book I think, sold, oh, go ahead, sorry. That, that book sold a lot of money. I think a lot of women bought it and they tried it out and I think it's a failure. I think it helped a lot of people. Like I said, I probably wouldn't, not, not normally, I wouldn't have waited the time that I waited. <laughs> it's, help, it's helped me. Like, I wanna know, I wanna see how you behave. And I have, I've done the 90 day rule. I mean, I do stuff. You know, for sex, I don't know if it works for sex, but I think to establish respect and a standard of how I'm going to perform in society with this guy and how he has to see me is paramount. That's paramount. That's why we lost the ladylike behavior, you know, in our society, because women, you know, the outside stimuli is so much for our younger women. It's almost decrepit yes. to watch them act the way they act in public. I do agree with you on that. You know, so, yeah. I think a little while ago, um, and then I'll pass the mic to you, Amber. I think a little while ago, Emil, you created the five-day rule or the three-week rule. Um, yeah, when you were talking at the at, at some point during our conversation, when you were providing that example of, hey, it's been three weeks. This is what I see. I think you and I could be good together. Oh yeah. Where are you at? This yeah. Grab at. Do you have a yeah. side piece? Yeah. I think you created that so that maybe there isn't a ninety day rule at all. There's actually like where are we at. It's been three weeks. We've been dating for five for five. We've had five dates. Let's check well, in. Five dates is fantastic. Well, five dates is pretty rudimentary. I'm just talking about the, the, the quality of the date. The a quality of the date tells you in his, you know, about this man's imagination, his willingness, right, to share like, like intimacy of a certain nature, right? Like walking and doing corny stuff like sitting on a bench chatting is could be the most immense an emotionally gratifying thing, mm -hmm. right? Versus texting or, you know, conferencing on a mm -hmm. call or Zooming, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's just sets a stage for yes. memory building. Yes. Right? Like that yep. ice cream stuff is a real stuff. Like that sitting on the bench is a real stuff. Yeah. Just walking in the city 
is a real thing and cackling and laughing and just having fluid conversation is a real thing. Yeah, yes, and I always talk about how, you know, we used to just sit and talk on the, the balcony and watch the sunset and drink wine. You know, that's a real thing. Time. Yeah. Coming over thing. to my house, if you're if you if you're a man with some sense of culture, you know, and you know, your woman is of a certain age where she knows who you know, Frankie Crocker is, or, you know, uh, or, or Billy Holiday or whatever, yeah. come to my crib, you know, I got this little, you know, little, little jazz joint I want to play, have some wine, sit yeah. on the couch, do that old school Bobby Womack and go in <laughs> and have a conversation for two, three, four hours, yeah. send her ass home. Yeah. No, no cheap feels, no in the bedroom. Yes. Build, let, let it build up, let it all yeah. build up. Let it marinate. Let, it build, let her marinate, that gumbo. Yes. Yes. Put her in an Uber. Put her in an Uber and have her texting to all her girls. Yeah. Yeah. I think I found them. There you go. Yeah. And let him let him text his boys. I think I found her. Exactly. And she's like, and he not gay. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is too. Because y'all like, if he don't jump on you, he gay now. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm just saying. You know, like a lot of women just expect that. Like, yo, he's marinating. Just be easier. Yes. Yes, yes. Emil, thank Jesse, you so much for joining us today. It's been so good to hear like your perspective and yeah, my old life. Knowledge. Yes. <laughs> my old dirty life. We definitely appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks. It was great to be on there. Yes. Thank you so much, bro, to be here. You're welcome. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. All yes, but for everybody on YouTube, you, uh, everybody on YouTube, you know, if you have a comment or so a question you want us to get back to you on that we can ask Emil, let us know. Put it in the comment below. Thank you guys so much for listening, uh, either on podcasts, YouTube, uh, Podbean, wherever, Spotify. We just appreciate you guys being here. And disclaimer, disclaimer, I am not a psychologist nor a therapist. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just He's a my psychologist. In my <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> it. He's I'm just a young guy us. who's made some decisions. That's right. Don't go with me. Hold All on. Right,